Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. 104.7 The Cave, Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, talking once again via the internet. He is two for two, so give it up for Ned. He is going to be on TikTok before you know it with probably two or three million followers. But before (laughs) we do that, though, uh, we got some sports to talk about. Yesterday, uh, Coach Andy Reid did do a press conference via Zoom kind of give everyone an update on how the players were doing injury wise how we looking right now Ned. first of all how do you spell that tiktok and what in the hell is i don't that? even i <laughs> i don't think we should even spend the time to figure it out <laughs> reed did have uh, his press conference and he has this every every monday talks a little bit about the injuries and actually the chiefs are in pretty doggone good shape did talk a little bit about honey badger tyran matthew he has concussion and while he seems to be fine, concussion syndrome and the diagnosis and the continued process and something like this can really take some time. So he has to be listed as questionable for Sunday. Rashad Benton, those back spasms that he's been having continue to plague him. So he's a, he's probably questionable as well. Otherwise, the Chiefs are in pretty good shape, but I really think they're, um, they're going to be, well, I've, I've said it before, I think they're headed for the Super Bowl. I hope you're right because there's a lot of people down here that are banking on that. We're going back to the West Coast for one more game in two weeks after this Sunday, but they've got to take care of business against the Bengals first. And when you're facing a team that was able to still win after letting their quarterback get sacked nine times, that's a scary thing. Do you think that luck was maybe on their side last weekend? or what do you think? Well, no. I think the fact that Tennessee may have had a week off and probably a little bit rusty and Derrick Henry not at top shape had something to do with it. But Joe Burrow is the type of quarterback who is going to get sacked. He stands in that pocket quite a while. Your line can only protect you for so long. He's good QB. Make no mistake about it. Heck, he beat the Chiefs 34-31 a couple weeks ago. And he can pass, and he has a very good fleet of receivers. I don't perceive them as being as good as Buffalo. And when you're sacked nine times, eventually that's going to catch up with you. But by again, let's see what happens, and let's see how the Chiefs attack that. You might not be on the Chiefs, but I'll tell you this right now. If I was assembling a crew of tough guys, I'd want Joe Burrow on my side because that's a kid who's going to be able to take a few punches. Now, speaking of punches, uh, we've got, you know, two championship games on Sunday, AFC, NFC. What's the uh, boys in Vegas saying about these things? The Chiefs are a touchdown favorite. It does surprise me a little bit, but by seven and a half points, part of that is the fact that it's an arrowhead and it is a championship game and the Chiefs are playing pretty well and they've probably beaten the other best team in the AFC, the Buffalo Bills. So Kansas City's a seven and a half point pick. Los Angeles Rams are three and a half, even though they're playing at home at SoFi Stadium. They've lost something like four in a row to the San Francisco 49ers. Don't think it's going to happen this time, Mike, but by the same token, Rams three and a half, Chiefs seven and a half. What do you think? I would say that's about right. These are the teams, the Chiefs and Rams at the start of the season, are the teams I picked for the Super Bowl, and we're now one game away from that happening. What are the uh, what's the over under on both these games? They have that I, out I, yet? I must admit to you, I have not seen the over under, but it would be probably fairly high with the Chiefs somewhere. I'm guessing maybe around 52, 53, 
and the Rams may be a little bit lower than that. 49ers play usually low-scoring games, a.k.a. the Green Bay Packers contest, but probably somewhere in the 40s. I'm guessing that. I have not seen it, though. Well, it's going to be an exciting weekend regardless, and we've got a lot more to talk about Chiefs-wise. But uh, one other thing that happened yesterday that was kind of surprising to me, but at the same time it kind of wasn't, was the fact that the team, the Chiefs being the team I'm talking about here, said they were going to cut Josh Gordon. But then I heard immediately after that that there was kind of a plan to possibly re-sign him to the practice squad. What's that about? Yeah, that's that's exactly right. That because he to cut him, you have to place him on waivers and give the other 31 teams in the National Football League a shot at him. It's it's a, it's a graduated scale from the weakest teams to the strongest teams. But nobody's going to bid on him. Josh Gordon's career is more than likely over. Yeah, he'll he'll be uh, with the practice squad, but he's not a kid anymore. He's been out of play for two years. Did have a couple of catches with the Chiefs, but. Nothing of real great significance. So he's he's expendable, and there are younger players coming along. It probably probably signals the beginning of the end, if you can use that paradoxical phrase. Well, hey, at least he was able to kind of keep his nose clean during this duration, not making any mistakes. And, uh, you know, in some cases, even though it was very... He did help his team when he could, and I think that's what he's all about, you know, and the fact that he was able to go through what he was able to go through, get back with the Chiefs, and now he's on a team that's uh, playing for a championship, which that's that's pretty special in itself and, uh, you know, a redemption in a way. So hopefully he can continue to do that, and he's cool with uh, helping out or helping our team grow for the future. Guess what? College basketball is getting closer and closer to the madness. we still got about a month before that starts, but right now, who's number one in college basketball? Well, this is historic. The Associated Press, which is usually the gold standard and, and is for a football and basketball rankings, has made a number one choice for the very first time in history, and it is Auburn. They are the number one college basketball team in America. Interestingly enough, they play Missouri tonight in Columbia. What is Auburn? Who are they? Even in their great days when Charles Barkley played for them, they were never, never a number one. They've had some fair teams. It's not really what could be labeled as a basketball school. It's, it's more football oriented, quite obviously, as is Alabama. But by the same token, though, here you have Auburn playing very well. Number one, they're 18 and one overall, and they're undefeated in the Southeastern Conference. Play Mizzou tonight. Auburn, for the first time in history, number one. Gonzaga, two. Arizona, three. National champion Baylor is fourth. And Kansas is number five. So you do have the traditional powers up there, joined by the number one team, Auburn, Bruce Pearl and company. Pearl is a rather controversial coach, but he is very good X's and O's man. He is controversial, but you know what? At the end of the day, he gets it done and gets those dubs. And that speaks a lot louder than sometimes how you treat your players because, again, everyone just wants to win. But, uh, yeah, it's been an interesting shakedown. And uh, go Auburn, man. That's a big deal. That is a huge deal. But I'm sure things are going to get changed up again before we get to the end of uh, February before we walk into the tournament. So who knows? Speaking of which, locally, um, how are our Missouri State Bears doing right now? You know, the Bears, Missouri State, the men's team has not been to the NCAA tournament since 1999. It's going on 23 years now that the Bears have not been there. This team that they have currently on the floor stands, in my opinion, a pretty doggone good chance. This is a good team. 
Now they're playing in a league that's probably, might probably only going to get one bid, and that would be the champion of the Valley Tournament up in St. Louis, which is coming up in just about a month. Bears are playing well. They, they can score. Defense probably needs to be tweaked a little bit, but this team can put the ball in the hole. They have a National Player of the Week twice now. Isaiah Mosley, he was again the National Player of the Week this past week. This guy can score at 40 points on Saturday against Loyola. Well, the Bears play tonight in Terre Haute, Indiana at uh, the Holman Center in Terre Haute. The big old 11,000, 10-5, 11,000 seat arena that was built back in the Larry Bird days. And Indiana State is the opponent. The Bears are 6-2. They have won four straight. The Indiana State Sycamores, one win, five losses in the conference, and they have lost four straight. They still have some pretty good weapons on this team. The Bears should win, but anything can happen in sports. This is a big test for the Bears tonight. They play the Indiana State Sycamores and get set to come home again next weekend when Evansville will be here. This is a big opportunity for Missouri State. It absolutely is. Um, one question that came up in my mind while you were talking about the Bears was uh, about Isaiah. Is he gone after this year or is he coming back? Do we have any idea? No, he's a junior. He's a junior. He's from Columbia Rock Bridge. But he also has the opportunity, as any player does, under the new formats of joining the transfer portal if he wanted to. Bears have already lost one player to the transfer portal last week. And Keaton Herbie, who had been on the Bears, wasn't getting a whole lot of playing time. He decided he wanted to test through the transfer portal, so he put his name in there. That automatically kicks you off the team not with it anymore and by kicking off they don't mean disciplinary that is the rule if you're in the transfer portal you can't play for that team well no i i, I just don't know anything about i say and what his thoughts are he has a jamonte black his columbia rockbridge buddy down here on the team they both play quite a bit obviously isaiah does uh, but who knows? Who knows what goes through the minds of college kids anymore? We can't speak for you, but this old man is way beyond that. Now. <laughs> Sometimes I know. I don't. I know. I'm a little bit closer than you are, but at the same time, at this point, you're looking around, going, "I graduated in '06. That was almost 20 years ago." Let's not talk about that, Ned. Let's talk about good things, like the fact <laughs> that my Nick Bolton jersey is going to be in the mail today, and I'll be able to wear it this weekend. Let's go. Uh, same time, same place tomorrow, Ned. Do you think we can do it again for a third time? We can give it a try. All right. Well, before I let you go, give me some good news. Do we have any good information as far as the contract talks between the owners and players? They did talk yesterday face-to-face, and that was the first time since December that these two sides, which are a whole four blocks away from each other, got together and looked at each other in the eyes and exchanged ideas. That was very good. It's reported, of course, none of this is ever made public for official purposes, but it was reported that the players removed some of their demands. They lowered others to the point where glory be, the two sides are talking again today. What a miracle. That's never happened. Anyway, back-to-back talks, face-to-face, does it mean anything? Well, the fact that they're talking does, yes. That means that maybe there is some some progress going on. Bottom line is this, Mike. They have to come to some kind of an agreement. They have to come to a contract agreement. Whether or not it pleases everybody, probably not. Does any contract ever please everybody? But 
in regards to the betterment of the game, and it is a game that has continued to lose perspective amongst the American public. You can't not afford a stoppage now or ever because the public is getting very jaded about the millionaires arguing with the billionaires. You're absolutely right about that. But you know what? I think I know what's going on here. The owners and the players, they're listening in and they're like, you know what? If Ned Reynolds can get on this virtual conversation with Mike the intern and do his sports, what are we doing? We got to get this figured out. If he can figure it out, we can figure it out. So, Ned, thank you. And hopefully they listen and uh, they come to an agreement. Uh, You have a wonderful day, sir. And I will see you right here tomorrow morning.